Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Musings of a Mind and a Fan podcast. My name is Paul. On today's show, I'll be talking about our sad loss to young boys in Switzerland a few hours ago. My um, United lost 2-1 to young boys. It was a disappointing defeat, an avoidable one, and um, I'll be sharing my thoughts on the game, analyzing the game, talking about individual performances as usual, and talk about the major talking points of the game. And I also like to hear my views on all these press statements after the game. So it's something that you won't want to miss. So without any further ado, let's get right into it. Alright, thank you for staying tuned. Alright, let me start with the talking points. We scored in the 14 minute through Cristiano Ronaldo. Great goal, great assist from Bruno Fernandes. Ronaldo is a poacher now and was in the right place, the right time from Bruno Fernandes' um, great pass. And we were in the lead, we were in the driving seat, and we had the game under control. Then one Bissaka in the 35th minute gets sent off for a late tackle on um, Christopher Martins, the young boy's midfielder. Um, personally, I feel um, it was a harsh decision, a slightly harsh decision. Yes, the stars were showing. It was one tackle. It was it was um, one foot. The stars were showing. Was trying to get the ball. He arrived late and stepped on the foot of of Christopher Martins and of course Christopher Martins you know made a meal of it to draw the attention of the referee to how severe the tackle was and the referee you know had little option than to give um, Wan Bissaka a red card. It's unfortunate that uh, Wan Bissaka got sent off because it changed the trajectory, the dynamics of the game and you know Give young boys an advantage, and really, it wouldn't have been much of an advantage if we had a good coach, if we had a tactician who knew his onions, if we had a Thomas Tuchel or a Conte or a Zidane on that bench, we'll probably even win the game by a larger margin. But it's um, it's unfortunate that we are saddled with Ole, who is um not going to get sacked anytime soon. Um, as long as he keeps on delivering Champions League football to the Glazers and, you know, one or two semi-final, final appearances without really winning it or achieving anything, I'm sure he will remain in the good books of the Glazers. He has been given the tools. Um, maybe we should have gotten a bit for that, but that's on Oli. Ole should have moved in, moved to get in a midfielder. Our biggest weakness in this team is in the midfield. But he has refused to address it. I don't know why. So it has to be Ole. Ole, Ole doesn't know what he's doing. And it's unfortunate that um, because we can't get hold of the ball, dominate a game, 
that is why we keep getting overrun. And again, his tactics again. Anyway, I'll go into that after I have um, talked about um, individual performances and and the major talking points. So, when Bissaka gets off, gets sent off, uh, he brings in uh, Diogo Dalot in for Jaden Sancho, and we are able to get through to the the first half without conceding. Um, Young boys almost equalized. Uh, they narrowly they narrowly missed the target. In one opportunity, they got as soon as um, the game restarted after Christopher Martins uh, was okay. Then Ole stupidly um, decided to go for a back five. You know, defend a, a one goal lead and hoped to get a goal on the break. It's that is not anybody can do that any average coach can do that even i without a coaching badge i could set up my team that way you know no no bravery my united is a big club young boys for crying out loud we're not playing we weren't even playing Bayern munich we're not playing Bayern or dortmund or playing any of the big boys in europe or a tough opponent. It's young boys for crying out loud. A team that will probably end up fourth in the group or even beat us to third as it is going. You know, as things stand, they will beat us to third position and will be out of Europe completely. You know, and Ole went for a back five. Remove Donny van der Beek, who is the only one who can, you know, grab control of the midfield in that squad at the moment he can pass the ball pass the ball intelligently accurately make decent tackles and keep the game flowing he didn't have an overly fantastic half because the game was disjointed but he was involved in midfield battles he and fred and he passed way better than fred and he used the ball very well. The, uh, the uh, couple of times he had access to the ball, I had opportunity to release one. So I don't know why Ole removed Donny van der Beek. Obviously, he doesn't fancy him. And it's, it's very clear that he played Donny van der Beek to appease the fans and to appease the media to get him off his back. But the moment things changed, Donny van der Beek was the sacrificial lamb. The moment that he this went south, Donovan Lebeck became the first casualty. It doesn't make sense. Um, he kept Lindelof, uh, Varane, put a back five. You are playing 10 men and you put in a back five. It's not like we are playing with 11 men. You know, you, 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 keep, you can keep the game compact with four defenders. Keep, um, it could have kept the shape. With Pogba, bring Pogba back into the midfield with Fernandez, keep Ronaldo up top. Those guys can create opportunities. That is what a, probably a, a progressive thinking coach would have done. Keep the shape, keep pe- ball players in to control the game, to dictate the tempo. And you know, even if he wanted to remove um, 
players who could have legs. He could have removed one of Bruno or Pogba and brought in Jesse Lingard or Martial, people who can run at defenses. You know, keep Ronaldo your main man on the pitch. You need him on the pitch at key moments, at especially late in the game, where things are a bit dicey. When the game is on the edge, you need players like that who can, with one moment of brilliance, could turn the game on its head. But you remove Ronaldo, removed um, um, Bruno, our two most attacking players. Pogba had a terrible day. He was um, he, he was invisible throughout the second half. At some point, he won the ball off somebody who was on the floor and still managed to lose the ball. In that same instance, he, Pogba was very frustrating. He was not influential throughout the game. Those are players he could have removed. But the players who have an impact, he removed all of them. Donny, Bruno, Ronaldo. He removed all of them. And brought in Matic for Bruno to defend a 1-1 draw. What I did to keep control of what you are not keeping control of the midfield, then you not remove Fred and brought in Marshall to do what on 87 88 minutes. What was Marshall going to do at that point in time? You can as well shut up shop if by that time you had not scored the goal, then you you common sense dictates you should settle for the point. If you wanted an attacking change, he should have done that much much earlier in the game when the game. We're still in control of the game. 1-0. He could have done that. He failed to do that. And he's doing that at the wrong time. Hoping to hoping for one moment of brilliance. Depending on individual moments. That's all Ole cared, or that's all he depends on. Make scattergun substitutions, scattergun tactics, backward tactics, and hopes for moments of brilliance. The same problems of last year the last two years keep repeating itself keep, they keep um rearing their ugly heads every time every time when ole is in a difficult situation he is clueless on how to manage the game game management he doesn't have it tactics he doesn't have it silly silly tactics defensive backward tactics cowardly tactics when United is on the edge, when things are not going well, Ole is clueless. Yeah, that sticks to the players that he trusts. In fact, that's what he often does. Keeps players that he trusts. And when he decides to make substitutions, makes stupid, senseless substitutions. I don't see why you bring in Matic, who eventually he didn't do anything worthwhile. And keep Fred. They those it's just a defensive formation. It became effectively a back seven. Because those guys are defensive people. And you're playing with so seven of your players are defenders basically, leaving behind just two attacking players. It doesn't make sense. You can't score goals. I saw a stat um on Twitter. Um only out of 11 Champions League games, he has lost seven. Seven of those Champions League games. That's a terrible, terrible performance. Terrible stats. It has dawned on me 
today today it really dawned on me today after watching this fiasco against young boys that Ole cannot move United forward. Ole cannot win a trophy. As long as he's the manager manager of this club, he will never win a trophy. Because if we by any chance get to when the a, a stage where the going gets tough, he will falter along the line. He will fail woefully because there will be challenges, there will be setbacks, but he will know how to address those challenges. He would know how to. We've been to um, four or five semifinals, or at least semifinal stage in since he has been around, and that is because of um, the kind of players he has: Bruno, Greenwood, Cavani, and so on. Marshall, Rashford. Because of those players, that is why we've been getting to the semi-final stage in in competitions. But he has never won any of them. We managed to get through in, in, through the Europa League last year after a scare in Rome. After being after it was almost a foregone conclusion, but somehow. Because of his tactics and his poor management skills, it almost became um, game on for Roma. Then we got to the final and we couldn't be Villarreal. We couldn't break them down. We couldn't create chances. Nothing. He couldn't make substitutions. He refused to make substitutions. You know, Ole cannot move United to the next level. We can't win trophies with Ole in charge. We could win a Carabao or even an FA Cup, but the biggest titles, no way. Because in the big big games, there might be setbacks. Things may be dicey. Things might be on the edge. And it takes a good coach to know what to do to help the team to overcome the challenges that they may face but Ole does not have the skills he doesn't have the balls doesn't have the courage he's just clueless and as long as he remains at this club even if we bring Messi even if we bring Neymar even if we bring Haaland it's the same of the same we will of course beat some things we will beat the Newcastle of this world the Leeds of this world we will beat all these things but the big boys we will struggle against them. And last season is a pointer to what we are seeing this season. And this game against Young Boys is an eye-opener for many United fans. And it's so sad that we don't have ruthless owners who are interested in winning trophies. They're just interested in making money. Anyways, so on individual performances... Um, DJ, I felt, had a good game. Uh, had some, made some decent saves. There was nothing he could do about the two goals he considered. So, I think DJ was all right. Um, we have a world-class goalkeeper back in form, and I believe the the competition for his shirt has really made him sit up. And I think that is very good for Manchester United. Wan-Bissaka, unfortunately, got sent off for a late tackle, up to the point. He got sent off. He was okay. He did he did everything right. He didn't. He had one or two good 
pull out for Ronaldo and worked well with Sancho. But unfortunately, got sent off for that tackle. And I guess we'll be missing him for the next three games. I hope that Lord will step up his replacement. He came in for Wambisaka and unfortunately, he didn't do anything extraordinary perhaps because we're too defensive minded throughout the second half you know so again Ole I blame Ole for this Ole is the reason why we lost the game no doubt about it it is not the players the players if Chelsea of last season before while under Lampard it's a different Chelsea now under Tuku and I can assure you, my United will be a better team, a different team from what we are seeing under a good manager, a Conte, a Zidane, or any other decent manager. You can imagine it is um, um, the former Huddersfield manager, I think Paul Wagner, that is his name, that is defeating Ole. That shows you how shameful Ole is, a bloody PE teacher. Okay, back to individual performances. Lindelof, he didn't do anything. Um, it wasn't really, a, it wasn't outstanding. It was an average game as far as I'm concerned for Lindelof. He wasn't poor. He wasn't good either. Same thing for um, Harry Maguire, the captain. He made some one or two silly passes, you know, but... He was still okay. He had an average game. He didn't do too badly. Um, was involved with some clearances. Right headers. Of course, we expect him to win many of those headers. Um, whenever corners are taken or crosses are made. Um, Varane too. He made the defense look a bit more organized, but um, he 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 was. Um, the 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 young boys attacker who scored the equalizer got to the ball before him, and that was why um uh, he he scored, and, and that's on Baran. But other than that, I think he did okay. Um, the second goal was on Lingard who. Who didn't really have anything to do without running around like a headless chicken, as he often does most times. But Ole is the reason why he came on. How Lingard is starting ahead of Marshall will always remain a mystery, really. Um, I can't wait for Rashford to get come back to this side, really. If Rashford is around, Lingard will get returned to the bench. Um, he's only getting run-ins now because of Rashford. I'm sure if Rashford returns in good form, although Rashford is another annoying player, but, you know, with Rashford, you can get some a heads-up. Maybe his end product may not be all that great, but um, he will give us more of an attacking threat than what... Lingard or Marshall is serving us at the moment. Um, Fred, that's another tricky one. Fred's performance for me, um, he initially, I think he struggled. Um, I need to state this. this. The young boys team were very physical and pressed a lot. I think most coaches know United have a weakness in midfield. It's very clear for all to see. 
if you have any chance, if you want to stand a chance of beating this Manchester United team, press the midfield. You know, never give them space or room to think. Just press them. They would make mistakes and give the ball away. And Fred um, was bullied in the midfield, especially the early part of the game. After we scored and we um, established some control, um, we he he got into the game and did okay. Um, um, I can see many people criticizing him on social media, Mark Goldbridge and many other guys um, um, criticizing Fred, you know, but um, personally, I think he did um, okay um, with the task he was supposed to do, which was to play in the defensive midfield. He closed down spaces, he was rugged, he was tenacious, as he often is, and contributed well defensively. I don't know why Ole removed him. You know, Ole ought to have left him on the pitch, you know. If I, I don't see why he brought him in. If you are going to remove anyone, remove Pogba because Pogba was basically useless. He was not defensively helping the team. Attacking wise he was not helping the team. Nothing. He was losing the balls, holding on to the balls and losing them because of as he keeps he keeps holding on to the balls, he gets you know, fouled or you know um crowded out. You know, that's what happens when Pogba is throughout the game. That was what Pogba was just exhibiting. He was just getting crowded out because he fails to release the ball on time, you know. And he never he, this is one of Pogba's worst performances for Manchester United. At the very least, this season, this was his worst performance. And he wasn't having a good game, and Ole refused to remove him. I don't know why. Maybe he feels Kogba is expendable in terms of if um, he, anybody was going to sustain an injury on an AstroTurf pitch. It could, it could as well be Kogba and not Bruno or Ronaldo. You know, it's terrible. Then... Um, Uh, who else in the midfield? Yes, Pogba. Uh, well, Pogba had a poor game in my own estimation. He was playing on the wings of the first half. When the second half, he dropped deeper into the midfield, played more central, but he didn't do anything extraordinary. He didn't do anything. Um, he didn't justify remaining on the pitch for 90 minutes. Ole, um, obviously, is um, trying to keep certain players happy at the expense of others, at the expense of results. You know, I can't see such... He's very sentimental only. And that's not what we need. All this crap, if, if you... I don't think Pogba is going to stay at the club. No matter how... If all the results, all the victories, everything of the last two years did not persuade him to extend his contract. I don't think anything is going to make him change his mind now. Even if we win a trophy, it will be bowing out when the ovation is loudest. That's what I feel will happen. So, I don't see why we are he's pampering Pogba. If Pogba is having a bad game, hook him off. You are, over, you are hooking players who have much better games. Van der Beek had a far better game than anybody in the midfield. But he got hooked off anyways. 
because of a stupid uh, tactical change that eventually didn't pay off. Then Ronaldo, yes, he got the goal, great goal by Ronaldo. I didn't have too many chances. Of course, this is Manchester United. We don't have the midfield that will create lots of chances for him. I feel that he should have gone for goal and not look for uh, a penalty. Um, the game now, the way referees officiate now, um, it will take far more than that. The penalties have to be much more blatant um, f- than that for him to get a decision in his favour. I think he should have gone for goal and tried to score instead of buying a penalty. I really think so. I wish he had gone for goal. And if we had scored at that point in time, that would have killed off the game. I don't think uh, young boys would have had the heart to come back and I'm sure would have been much more organised and would have not been having any ideas of trying to nick another goal. Would have been content with the results and try to hit them on the break. Proper breaks and not the rubbish that we saw earlier today. Then um, who have I not talked about? Marshall didn't have much to do, came in late, couldn't really do much, couldn't have an impact on the game, which begs the question, why Ole made such a substitution? If it's not to waste time, then why why remove somebody as important as Fred at that point in time for Marshall, a more attacking player? You know, it makes no sense. Uh, Matic, um, he didn't do anything worthwhile. It was just a waste of space. Um, I don't know. Ole's tactics are scattergun. Um, poor, clueless, cowardly tactics. Um, Matic didn't have any any impact on the game. The team was solid defensively with or without him. He made no inf- difference because he was there when the second goal. He was nowhere to be seen. Uh, that's why Jesse... I didn't know what to do and pass back to DJ and underhit the pass. Shameful. Jesse Lingard. Shameful pass by him. Um anybody can make a mistake and underhit a pass. Yes. But what did he do when he came on for Bruno? He was running like a headless chicken. He, whenever he got the boy, he couldn't run at the defense. Nothing. So a a different game from Jesse Lingan and his poor pass led to our defeat. Such a shame. Um, I guess that's about all the players. I can't recall any other person that I've not mentioned. The substitutes were Marshall, Amatic, Lingard, um, Varane, and Dalot. Okay, Sancho, um, he didn't. He was hooked for Dalot. Sancho didn't really have a good game again. He struggled. Uh, he had some good moments. There were some good moments he had in the first half, but he needs more time to shine, and he didn't have much time to try and grow into the game. I guess so. That's it basically another poor performance from Ole. Uh, Ole in his press statements was trying to blame the red card for the defeat. I don't think a red uh, playing with ten men is enough reason for us to lose to young boys. If it was Manchester City, 
Chelsea or Liverpool taking on Young Boys Day with 10 men, I guarantee you that they won't lose that game. Chelsea may draw, Liverpool may even draw, but I guarantee you that Manchester will win that game. Especially if they're 1-0 up, they would win that game. So, we have no excuses. Ole Ole will play the kind of tactics um, against a young boy. So not a big team now. A team like young boys. Only Ole will play five at the back when you are 1-0 up. And all you need to do is control the game, control the midfield, dominate the midfield, try and get the ball moving. We didn't need to play a back five. So, it makes the defeat disappointing. A 1-1 draw would have been an embarrassment. But a defeat is making us the laughing stock all over town right now. Okay, I'm even I'm not even staying much on Twitter because I'll keep seeing trolling of Manchester United by rival fans. And we deserve it. We get carried away over a little after beating teams like Wolves Leeds, Newcastle United, and the big teams we will struggle because we don't have a coach who can handle pressure, who can make tough decisions when he needs to. He's too sentimental. And that's going to be United's undoing. Our fall will be because of lack of a ruthless edge by Ole, who seems to be interested in... Uh, making certain players happy with the with the hope that they may commit themselves to the club. Pogba had a terrible game. He shouldn't have played 90 minutes. He should have been hooked um, by 60 or 70 minutes. But Ole kept him on and removed the more productive players. And in his press statement, was trying to blame Wan-Bissaka's red card for the perf- for the performance. That is bullshit, really. It's just bullshit. Um, he was trying to say um, we should focus on the remaining, our next two home games. That, after all, last season we, we started very well in the Champions League, yet we still got eliminated. As if it is some. Look at the kind of comparison he's making. Who expects you to get knocked out after winning your first two games in the Champions League? Only you could expect such a crap outcome after being on the driving seat. Now, we are under pressure already playing Villarreal Atlanta, who I understand the game ended 2-2, I believe. Those are teams who will be tougher than young boys. Yet, I don't expect us to win. Uh, We may win the home games, who knows? But away from home, that is where Ole will be tested. That is where he's supposed to earn his con, and I'm not sure he'll be able to earn it. He doesn't have the skills or the tools. He has the tools, but he doesn't know how to use those tools to earn them. And if we if we had good ownership of the club or the good board, his job would be on the line, but his job is never on the line. As long as he keeps making money for the Glazers, so, um, it's very disappointing. Ole said that he needed to protect Ronaldo. Protect him from what? 
He's just played only two games for Manchester United. Two games against Newcastle. And you're bringing him off, protecting him from what? He's going to rest for another two or three days before taking on West Ham. Come on. You needed to you needed Lingard's legs and you didn't use the legs. You, you needed Lingard's legs because you wanted to play long balls instead of getting the midfield solid and compact and try to go toe to toe with young boys in the midfield. They didn't have a good attack. They weren't creating a little, little much chances. The goals were defensive errors. The goals they scored. Anyway, um, I don't have any other words to add. The podcast is taking very long, and I'm sure many of you guys are pissed off. So I'll just end it here. Um, a disappointing defeat for Manchester United. I hope we'll bounce back against West Ham at the London Stadium over the weekend and help us to forget about the fiasco in Bern. Switzerland that happened this evening. Thank you all for listening, for taking our time to listen to the podcast. Uh, thank you all for your support. Keep on supporting this podcast. And I wish you guys all the best and a good one. And I'll see you on the next one. Do have a great week ahead. Bye bye.